Blessings, everyone. This is Pastor Kerry Willis, District Servant of the Philadelphia District Church of the Nazarene. With overflowing joy in my heart, I welcome you to this episode of an Open Door podcast. In the revelation of Jesus Christ, we hear these words, I have placed before you an open door. And those words are spoken by the resurrected, glorified Jesus Christ. And that's what this podcast is about. We want the Lord to continue to place before us an open door for his glory through our story. In today's episode of an Open Door podcast, I'm having you listen to a message I preached at Trevecca Nazarene University on February 15, 2024. I was invited to spend the day there, and I spoke at chapel that morning, and that's the message you will hear today. The message is titled, Real Faith, and it comes from Genesis 22, that magnificent story of Abraham and Isaac. After this chapel, I was able to lead a three-hour prayer lecture in laboratory, but this message at the chapel time really led us into the rest of the day. I'm so grateful for the way the student body leaned in and they received this message. I was able to pray with others uh, at the end of the message. And even as I walked across the campus, students were coming to me to talk more about real faith. So I pray that you will lean in with us as we play this today and that in some way it will bring to you an overflowing joy in Jesus Christ. You having a good day? You'll have to speak because I can't see you. Wow, I'm just humbled to be here. Dr. Boone, you got a nice building here. Wow, this is nice. Well, I'm Carrie. What's your name? Well, we've met. I feel better. I feel much better now. It's all joy to be here. I just want to say that occasionally when I preach, someone will come up to me and say, I felt like you were preaching to me. I said, well, I was. <laughs> I only really speak to one person at a time. And I would have driven from Cape May, New Jersey to speak to one of you. So if you are that one and you're not rushing out of here like everyone else, let's have a prayer and a conversation after I'm done. That would just... Give me even more affirmation that I was here. And if everyone runs, I'll just try to work on the district superintendent because uh, he's walking me to my next location. I want to talk to you about real faith. Let me begin like this. In 1976, I took a job with my dad. I had no choice in the matter. I was pretty young. And uh, my dad had what is still considered to be the most dangerous job in the world, a commercial fisherman. You've seen the deadliest catch? Okay. So I became a deckhand with my dad on his shrimp boat. Yep, just like Bubba Gump. That's me. And what really motivated me taking that job beyond my dad saying I had to, was that I wanted to save money for a new car. 
I really wanted a car. And uh, we had some good summers uh, catching shrimp. Uh, Dad called that a bonanza when we had a really good catch. So we had a few bonanza summers, and we caught a lot of shrimp on the coast of North Carolina, the coast of South Carolina, wherever the shrimp were, we went. And uh, at the end of a few summers, I had enough money to buy me a 1976 Chevrolet Monte Carlo. You just don't know. Uh, it was black with a red pinstripe. I took it down to the tire store and put some nice white letter tires and some Krager rims on it. Kind of lifted the back a little. <laughs> You're with me. Had a 400 block engine with a four barrel carburetor. Wow. But the most essential thing in the vehicle for me was the FM radio. I know you'll have to Google this probably. But in the middle of the console, we had a little dial with some numbers, had a knob on the left and a knob on the right. The knob on the left was to turn the power on and turn the volume up. The knob on the right was to dial in the frequency. Frequency, hold on to that word. We had about three FM stations that we could get clear and two or three we got a little fuzzy. But I finally found my favorite station, 106.5 WSFL. And I would dial it there, get a clear signal. And Rick Sticks was the DJ, the disc jockey. And he would say this, set your dial to 106.5 and rip the knob off. <laughs> I have to tell you this because this was 1970s. Last year, I met Rick Sticks in New Bern, North Carolina for the first time. It was like meeting a hero, man. I mean, I took him and bought him a steak and told him about Jesus. <laughs> it was wonderful. He didn't know how popular he was till I told him. But uh, Rick Sticks taught me the importance of finding the frequency and keeping it clear. This story of Abraham and Isaac is about frequency. And uh, if you have a Bible, you can turn to Genesis 22. If not, it's all good. I'm going to read it. And faith comes by hearing, not by reading. So we're going to talk about our faith, but we're really talking about frequency. I think you'll understand it a little bit more as we go along. Uh, let me just read the passage. And I'll stop along the way and, and make a few notes about real faith. Here's the story. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. The word for tested there is God sniffed him out. <laughs> I like that. Doesn't take much to excite me, but that, that just excites me. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, Abraham replied. Then God said, take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the region of Moriah, Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains I will tell you about. Early in the morning, Abraham got up and saddled his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. 
Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac, and he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them went on together, Isaac spoke up and said to his father, Abraham, father, yes, my son, Abraham replied. The fire and wood are here, Isaac said, but, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. When they reached a place God had told him about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only one. Abraham looked up, and there in a thicket he saw a ram caught by its horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place, the Lord will provide. And to this day it is said, on the mountain of the Lord it will be provided. Father God, let this story be more than history today. Rivet the reality to our individual lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Now let's back up just a little. Frequency. Faith opens the frequency with God. And obedience keeps the frequency open. Little song, maybe you've heard it in the past. Trust and obey, for there's no other way. To be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. Trust. Faith opens the frequency. Obedience keeps the frequency open. For the sake of frequency, let's use the word prayer. Or let's use the two words, right relationship. Abraham kept the frequency open between him and his God. Abraham was in right relationship with God. The scripture says that Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. It goes on to say that he was called the friend of God. Look how clear the frequency is. God just said his name once, Abraham. <laughs> and he answered, I want to be in that kind of connection with God. That when he speaks my name, <laughs> I respond. All he has to say is carry and I say, present, <laughs> here I am. Now, the beautiful thing about the language of the Hebrews or the Hebrew language here is that when Abraham said, here I am, it's one Hebrew word that is actually there, hanini, hanini. Now, I don't claim to be a Hebrew specialist. I struggle with English, <laughs> but I like to understand what's going on. In Hebrew, when Abraham said, here I am, hinini, it means, here I am, all of me, right here, right now. <laughs> wow. I mean, when God said Abraham, Abraham, the ancient, Abraham came to attention. He didn't just come to attention. He offered surrender. Here I am. All of me, right here, right now. 
And you know, we worship the God of Abraham. Abraham is mentioned first. We worship the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Abraham was a friend of God. Because when God called his name, the frequency was open with trust and obedience. And Abraham immediately replied. He believed God. Now that's verses 1 through 2. Now what, what does that say to us? I'm going to give you three things. I think it will be helpful. First thing I want to say to you is real faith must be tested. Okay. And it's right there. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am. All of me right here, right now, he replied. Then God said, take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the region of Moriah, sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains I will tell you about. Well, that makes no sense to us. It made no sense to Abraham. Oswald Chambers said that the greatest competition to true faith is common sense. I'm for common sense in the right kind of situation. I think we need more of that. But when it comes to faith, common sense can actually compete with faith. This made no sense to Abraham, that he would sacrifice his son. This is what the pagans did. But here's the issue. The frequency was open. And Abraham knew God's voice. And more than the misunderstanding of what he heard, he trusted the God who spoke. That's real faith. And real faith must be tested. And then we get to the verse 3. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and saddled his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering, placed it on his son Isaac, and he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them went on together, Isaac Isaac spoke up and said to his father, Abraham, Father, yes, my son, Abraham replied. The fire and wood are here, Isaac said. But where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. When they reached the place God had told them about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. Real faith must be tested. Also, real faith must be committed. Abraham didn't sit around the next day, half the day. He didn't go to Cracker Barrel. I mean, he got up early and he got out of there with Isaac and his servants. Now, I've thought this through. I have a sanctified imagination. I don't know every reason why Abraham left really early in the morning. But I know one reason he left really early in the morning. I can give it to you in one word, actually one name, Sarah. <laughs> do you know how long they waited for this child? And Abraham's going to do what? <laughs> but he couldn't let anyone conflict his commitment. And he got up and he got out of there because faith must be committed. You see, it's more than talking the talk. Faith is walking the walk. And you better believe that was a quiet walk up that mountain. God went silent on Abraham. 
He didn't know if the frequency was open or not because God went silent. But then again, midterms are coming up. I don't know how they do them now. Maybe it's all computerized or whatever. But when I took midterms, the teacher stood in the room and gave the test. And funny thing about the teacher, whenever the teacher gave a test, the teacher was quiet. <laughs> and uh, sometimes when, when God is quiet in our lives, we think that he's abandoned us. No, 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 no. When God is quiet, it does not mean he's absent. It just means he's quiet because the test is on. And real faith must be committed and we must be proven genuine. Real faith must be tested. Real faith must be committed, but it gets gooder. Or like we say down home, it gets more gooder. In verse 11, but the angel of the Lord <laughs> called out to Abraham from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. Oh, my, my. Well, why, why twice? First time you just said Abraham's name once. Well, Abraham was an old man. And the knife's in the air. And I'm the oldest I've ever been. And one of the main things I say in conversations is this. Say it again. Because I'm a little deaf. <laughs> and so the angel of the Lord <laughs> knew that this was an urgent moment. <laughs> and Abraham might not hear very good. I'm just putting my influence in there, but I don't think it's wrong. Abraham, Abraham, here I am. <laughs> All of me, right here, right now, same reply. <laughs> do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. So real faith must be tested. Real faith must be committed. But here's the more gooder part. Real faith must be rewarded. Now, I've studied this story. I've lived this story. I don't have time to tell you about it. I'm not Abraham, but his God is my God. Hmm. The real reward was not that he didn't have to kill Isaac. That was certainly good stuff. The real reward was that Abraham heard God's voice again. And he knew the relationship was still intact. He knew the frequency was still open. And we're glad that Isaac lived because that's a real important deal. Now, I need to stop and make a quick point here. But it may be the most important point I make. Obeying God is not only obeying what God said. Follow me. God said to Abraham, go to the mountain and sacrifice your son, right? But true obedience, true faith is not just obeying what God said. We obey what God said until or unless God speaks again. Are you with me? God proved to Abraham that he was God and that he was tuned into him. But Abraham proved that he was a man of real faith and of real obedience because he was a man who was not into obeying what God had said. He was into obeying what God is saying. Uh, okay, I know. Yeah, it's a little, little bit deep. Let me, let me try to shallow it up a little. Any of you heard of the NFL? A little football league. 
Uh, any of you ever heard of Peyton Manning? Uh, I know in Titan territory, that's probably not a great name to bring up, but I need him for making my point. So Peyton Manning, he played in the Super Bowl a few times, but Peyton Manning was famous, really, I think he was most famous for this. Uh, they would go to the huddle, and, and Peyton Manning is large and in charge, man, he's quarterback, and he would tell the linemen and everyone what's going to happen. And their job is to go to the line of scrimmage and to obey what the quarterback said. But Peyton Manning, at times, would come to the line of scrimmage and he would call an audible. <laughs> you know. You know what word he's famous for. I mean, he's already told them. He said to them what to do in the huddle, but now they're at the line of scrimmage. He's looked things over and he said, Omaha, Omaha. <laughs> what does that mean? He's changed the plan. And do not obey what I said in the huddle. Obey what I am saying. Does God want to call an audible in your life? In mine? Are, are you only obeying what he said years ago or last year? Is the frequency open? Is he calling your name again? Well, God told me to come to Trevecca. Well, good. I'm glad you came. Stay. I mean, but what if he wants to change your major or he calls an Omaha on you? Are you tight in frequency with the Lord? Don't just be caught obeying what God said. Be guilty of obeying what God is saying. And my word for this year, does God give you a word? He gave me a word. This year is listen. Now, I don't think God would tell me to listen unless he's going to say something. He gave me Isaiah 55 and verse 3. Come to me with your ears wide open. Listen, for the life of your soul is at stake. That's the New Living Translation, 1996 edition. Come to me with your ears wide open. Listen, for the life of your soul is at stake. So I'm listening. I have this sneaky feeling that God wants to call audible in my life. I don't know what it even means. I'm not worried about it. But I'm keeping the frequency open. I'm going to trust and obey. My number one prayer these days is, Lord, increase my trust, my faith. Now, the worship band's coming. That'll make you think we're about to end. I want to encourage you wherever I can. You read the story. If Abraham had only had a drone with a camera on it, <laughs> but he didn't, right? If he had lifted a drone with a camera up over Mount Moriah, you know what he would have seen? At the very moment he and Isaac headed up one side of the mountain, God commanded a ram on the other side to go to the top. <laughs> Faith not only engages our feet, it engages the feet of God's plan. And the substitute was making its way to the top. So Abraham would not have to slay his son. That's good stuff, isn't it? Does that help anybody but me? I don't have a drone camera in my life. I don't know what's coming up the other side. <laughs> but I trust and obey that God has a plan and I plan to be in it. Now, this is a shofar. 
I, I really going to use my imagination here, but I can believe what I want to believe. We'll ask God when we get there. After they offered that ram, could Abraham and Isaac pull the horns off? <laughs> oh, my, my. And could they have come down the mountain? <laughs> Those servants are down there where they left them, you know. And all of a sudden, here comes Abraham and Isaac blowing the living daylights out of the ram's horns, worshiping God because he had once again proven who he was. Well, I think it's, I think it's possible. Now, let me tell you this because I'm one minute over. <laughs> Can't help it. From the south. Uh, oh, my. Do you know that Mount Moriah is a saddle mountain? It's a saddle. I've been there many times. Do you know that Mount Moriah, at the north, the north ridge of the saddle of Mount Moriah, you have another mountain, Mount Calvary. <laughs> it's the same mountain. The mountain that God led Abraham to to offer his son and provide a substitute is the same mountain Father God led his son up to to become the substitute. The devil's not in the details. He don't have time. But God has eternity. He's in the details of your life today. Wherever he's leading you, trust him. He has a plan, plan to be in it. If anybody wants to pray today, you know how to do that. I requested this song because I need it for myself. It's my prayer. If it's yours, please dive into the deep end of the pool. Let's keep the frequency open, okay? I close by saying, God's not mad at you. God's not mad at you. God's mad about you. Let's all stand and uh, just in case there's two or three who have never heard the sound of the shofar, I'm going to see if I can get enough wind to give it three blasts so you can hear a sound that's really important to the Jews but it's also really important to us because we're grafted in to what God began that day not began but he continued that day to bring a savior to the world through Abraham's line his name is Jesus so uh, there's an old southern gospel song we used to sing when the trumpet of the Lord shall sound and time shall be no more well I, I think the trumpet might actually be this so keep your ears peeled the Lord may be telling others to listen maybe not just me wouldn't that be wonderful if he said carry your word for the years listen because I'm going to be sounding the trumpet <laughs> that'd be okay with me Maranatha one of my favorite words Come, Lord Jesus. So uh, let me see if I can do this. And on the third blast, you're dismissed.
Once again, with gratitude, I thank you for taking time out of your life to listen to an Open Door podcast. My prayer is that your day will be amazingly graced. Let us trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Let's keep that frequency open between us and our Abba Father. That frequency is prayer, and that happens through right relationship as we believe God and we are called the friends of God. Until next time, Godspeed for your journey. And just remember, Jesus cares. Mm -hmm.